Good morning, everyone. You know, in this story of the transfiguration, we see the, the, the Lord transfigured in glory, this foreshadowing of his resurrection that gives the apostles great hope. But I've always been struck in this story of Peter and Peter's reaction, not only in this account, but in all the accounts. Here he is, he witnesses this great spectacle, but as usual, Peter puts his foot into his mouth. Lord, it's good that we're here. Let's make these three tents in order to erect some sort of a monument. Even the scripture today, the gospel says he hardly knew what to say. Of course, even though he hardly knew what to say, this didn't stop him from saying it. Peter, as he usually does, puts his foot into his mouth over and over again. Sort of imagine Jesus here in his transfigured glory, kind of doing the face palm and just shaking his head at Peter for putting his foot in his mouth. But no matter how bad it was, no matter what a fool Peter made of himself here or elsewhere, even though Jesus a couple of times had to call Peter down, he never gave up on Peter. He never said, I cannot believe, Peter, I've had it with you. You're not going to be Pope anymore. I'm going to make Andrew Pope. He never said, you can't be an apostle. I'm going to find someone else to be an apostle. You're too dumb to be an apostle. You never learn. Instead, Jesus consistently is patient with Peter's faults. Never giving up on him. Maybe occasionally getting frustrated but he's ultimately patient with all of Peter's faults and imperfections. And that's the lesson I think that we can learn today from this gospel, that we too need to be patient with the faults and imperfections of other people. Could be a complete stranger, but probably more importantly, with our family members, our friends, our parents, our brothers, our sisters, our co-workers, our classmates, to be able to be patient knowing that they, just like us, are not perfect. Now, I'm not talking about criminal behavior. I'm not talking about extremely deviant or perverse or violent behavior. Not at all. But those little faults and those little imperfections, the family member who maybe is always carping and negative, the friend who has a sort of a brash nature, speaking often without thinking, the individual that we know that has the foul mouth, whatever it is, we can think of all the imperfections that our friends and family members might have. There may be times for fraternal correction, and if we see these things sometimes in our children, we need to correct and encourage them to do proper behavior. But most of the time, I'll argue, we probably need to be like Jesus. Seeing that our friends have imperfections, understanding that they're there, but just being patient with them. Being tolerant, putting it up, putting up with them, and loving them where they are at. But the fact of the matter is, and we're all guilty of this, we can understand this in our mind, but rather than doing so, we often act in exactly the opposite way. We criticize, 
We put people down. We nitpick. We nag. We gossip about them to other people. Completely intolerant of their imperfections. And sometimes we might even be willing to write them off completely. I can't believe that person did that. I'm not going to talk to that person ever again. This is particularly true when it comes to people who are in the church. I can't believe he or she said that. I can't believe they did that. They're hypocrites. I'm leaving the Catholic Church. I've seen this a lot. Rather than putting up with the faults and realizing, you know, maybe that individual is having a bad day or that person is not representative of the whole entire church or the whole entire conglomeration of whatever group they are, we end up being so harsh, so critical, and so willing to judge. And so many of you may say, well, okay, Father, I know we shouldn't do that, but we're not Jesus. Jesus was perfect. He, he couldn't make mistakes. It was easy for him to be patient with Peter. So let's use the example of St. Therese. St. Therese, of course, who gave us that great little way. She was able to patiently put up with the weakness of other people because she was deeply aware of her own weakness. She said, I know now that true charity consists in bearing all our neighbor's defects, not being surprised at their weakness, but edified at their smallest virtues. And so there's so many wonderful stories from her life where she sort of lives this out. There's a famous story that she go to prayer in the morning and there was an older sister in the convent who had fake teeth, false teeth. And during the prayer, she'd always rattle her fingers against her teeth or chatter the fake teeth. And it would drive Therese and stain. But instead of going, sister, cut that out! Or to pick on her, she just bore it patiently, as difficult as it was for her. There was another sister who was known in the convent to have an allergy to roses. Whenever she was around roses, She'd start sneezing and making a big uh, demonstration of it. One time they decorated the chapel, but they used fake flowers, including fake roses. Well, as soon as that sister walked in and saw it, she started her dramatics. Started sneezing and everything. And it was a great temptation to sort of laugh at the sister or to make a point and humiliate her. But instead, Sister Therese went up and said, isn't it wonderful, and showed her one of the flowers, how, how close to nature we can now, with our science, make these flowers look. Didn't put her down. And then the other great story, there was a sister who was always negative, always demanding, always carping, and none of the other sisters wanted to work with her, particularly in the work that she did, I think, was sewing. And they couldn't get any volunteers, but Therese said, I am going to volunteer. And even when that sister was driving her nuts, she'd always give her that smile back, patiently putting up with her fault. And so this is a great example from the life of a saint and something that we can achieve, maybe not perfectly, of learning to be patient with the faults of our brothers and sisters. And so you say, fine, Father, I know. How do I do that, though? So I'm going to give you a few suggestions. The first is this. I understand, and again, in my own case too, that there are going to be people's behaviors who drive you crazy. You're going to be upset by it. But the first and most important thing is keep your mouth shut. Don't say anything. You can be aggravated, fine. But when you begin to speak about it, either to them, criticizing, nagging, browbeating, or talk about it to others, all that does is make it worse. Keep it inside, but don't say anything. 
keep our opinions to ourselves. Number two, let's do the best we can to look for the good in others. When we want to focus on the fault or we see the imperfection of a brother or sister, instead of focusing on that, let's just focus on what's good. Yeah, so-and-so may be this, but there's also a lot of really good characteristics to focus on that and try to highlight on that. Number three is trying to give that person the benefit of the doubt. Maybe the person had a really, really bad day, and that's the reason they're acting that way. Or maybe that person has a resting jerk face. They can't help looking like they're mean. <laughs> Instead of saying, that person's so hateful. Or maybe even trying to understand that maybe the person had a really bad background, abused or neglected as a child, and that's the way they are now. So to try to have some understanding and give the person the benefit of the doubt rather than jumping down their throat or coming to harsh conclusions. Number four, and this is very important, why don't we, before we start looking at the splinter in our brother's eye, start looking at the log in our own eyes, realizing that we have our faults too. And that as much as the characteristic or the trait of our friend or our family member might drive us crazy, we probably have a long litany of things that aggravate other people. Faults that we have that others keep their mouth shut about instead of aggravating us about them. And so the more we realize our own faults, and can be patient with ourselves, the more hopefully we can be patient with other people. And so the golden rule, do unto others as you'd have done to you. And then fifth and finally, and the most importantly, let's remember how patient Jesus is with us. He knows all of our faults, like he knows Peter's faults. But he doesn't sit there remonstrating with us, constantly reminding of what's going on, or casting us off. He constantly shows us his mercy, particularly in the sacrament of confession, even for the really, really big things that we do. He forgives over and over again, and through his patience with us, brings us to a deeper understanding, hopefully some progress in the moral life, and maybe letting go of those faults. All of these things are stuff that we can put into practice, and that's sort of the whole goal of this homily today or what I'm hoping to do over the course of the Sundays of Lent. We all have our own penances. Somebody's giving up chocolate, some maybe not, may not be binge-watching TV shows on Netflix, whatever it is. But why don't we also maybe add this for the course of the week? Each week I'm going to propose something that we can do. We probably should do it all of our lives, but at least for the course of the week. So this week, let's work, work on being patient with the faults of our family members and friends probably particularly our spouses and our children. Understanding, caring, compassionate, like Jesus was with Peter. Again, I often propose this to people. What would be harder? A year of giving up chocolate, or whatever you like to give, or a week of putting up with the faults of a person you don't like in a road trip to, to, to California or something. You're going to be the car of that person the whole entire time. Having to do with their faults and you can't say anything. Most people say, I'll give up chocolate for the rest of my life. <laughs> so it shows that this is probably much better. So let's give it a shot this week. Patiently bearing with the faults of our brothers and sisters, showing them charity and leading themselves and ourselves to the mercy of Christ. Amen.